David Sparks and Jason Snell spent their careers working for the establishment. Then one day, they'd had enough. Now, they are independent workers, learning what it takes to succeed in the 21st century. They are free agents. Welcome back to Free Agents, a podcast about being an independent worker in a digital age. I'm David Sparks, and I'm joined by my fellow host, Mr. Jason Snell. Hello, David. Hello, Jason. We're back for our one last episode of, of 2017. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty nice, right? We made it through a year. Yeah. I hope everybody's in, a half, ho- in the holiday spirit, and uh, and uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit, I think. This is our one of our regular episodes now, what we call the regular episodes, where we talk. It's just you and yeah. me. We're talking. I, I actually look forward to these, to tell you the truth, because mm-hmm. I got a lot on my mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, I let it all out. This is what I, be- I believe in podcasting is therapy. So, yeah. you know, let it all out. And, uh, and, and we should talk about the holidays because, you know, we're dropping this episode right after Christmas. Um, and that there are lots of uh, special issues that come up during this time of year for people like us. Yeah. We, we even heard from uh, listeners uh, on some of these questions, too. But uh, for me, it's a double whammy this year. We, uh, we're so celebrating 25 years of marriage and I'm turning 50 and a whole bunch of different things going on. We're going to Europe for 10 days right after nice. Christmas. So I not only do I have the holidays in fact affecting the business, I also have a, a, a little vacation as well. So it's, it's, it's nutty. Yeah. So what, how are you, how are you coping with, uh, you've got, yeah, you've got holiday things and vacation things and people often are taking time off whether they travel or not this time of year. How are you making it work? What are you, what are you, what are you going to, what are you going to do in advance? What are you going to not do? What are you going to bring with you? I, I would like to hear your your uh, your plan. Yeah, it's tough because on the lawyer side, the end of the year stuff for a lot of the business that I represent are like compliance and corporate stuff. So I've been doing a lot of that. I started early this year so I could kind of be on schedule to leave. Um, and one of the things I'm going to do because – you know, I've realized when you go on these vacations, you really can't do big projects. And if you do, why are you on vacation? Um, uh, but at the same time, I'm the I'm it for the business. You know, if a client has a problem, uh, they need me to deal with it. And uh, what I'm so I'm going to do is I'm going to be on emergency mode for the uh, for the trip. And because we're going out of the country, that that changes a couple things. Like for instance. What do you do with your phone? Uh, I, I called up my, my cell provider. They have a thing where if you pay 10 bucks a day, your phone just works wherever you are and it uses your number. You don't have to get a different SIM. And I, I decided, well, I'm going to go ahead and pay for that because if my client calls my phone number, I should be able to pick it up and just kind of deal with it. And I don't really want all of them necessarily to know that I'm out of town. You know, I'd rather let them just think that I'm always there for them and not have to have that consideration, <laughs> you know, uh, because as a, as a solo, um, you know, maybe they would think it'd be better to go to a big firm if the solo just doesn't answer your phone when he goes out of town. So I've got to kind of like do that juggling thing, but I'm definitely not bringing any big projects with me, but I am bringing the necessary technology to solve any problem within reason while I'm on the road. All right. I'm telling some clients I'm going, but I mean, I'm, I'm not making a big deal about it either. Are you doing a lot of uh, pre-work to get things out of the way for yep. your, for, I mean, on, on the, I guess, non-attorney side? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and the same thing, I mean, cause I, I'm, I'm the weirdo that has two businesses. Um, you know, I'm, I'm getting, um, Mac Sparky stuff lined up, uh, Mac power users. We've got uh, shows recorded, uh, knock on wood by the time I leave, uh, throughout the time I'm gone. 
And, and even we've got one ahead because I am expecting to come back to have, you know, some fires to put out that always happens. So I'm trying to, to keep myself, uh, for that week, I come back without a lot of appointments and just the ability to kind of bring everything back to level. And, um, you know, just, it's all a question of planning, but in this case, I knew I was going to be doing this uh, as of about six months ago. So I've had plenty of time to kind of put the pieces in place. That's good. That's good. It's a lot of extra work though, right? Yeah. Up front. Yeah. You know what they say? You work twice as hard before you go on a vacation and twice as hard when you get back and, and then everything works. Mm -hmm. Okay. How about yourself? Yeah. Uh, I'm not going anywhere this time, which is great. Yeah. Um, although I, I I am recalling that I was getting ready for a trip to Hawaii last year at this time, and th- that's not as great because I would like to do that, and we're not doing that. But I um I, I definitely want there to be a lighter load. There there are a couple of reasons. The the this week, this very week. So so a little a peek behind the curtain. We recorded this episode, which is dropping after Christmas on Boxing Day. Yeah. We recorded this th- the previous week. And there are a bunch of reasons for that, you know, working right after Christmas, you you were headed off on your trip. Um, I have a lot of episodes of podcasts that are like, we're either, you know, people are traveling or uh, for various reasons, like I need to do some things in advance because I'm relying on other people. And even though I'm not going anywhere, you know, I don't really want to work all next week. My kids are going to be home the whole week, right? And other people don't want to work. Yeah. So, um. So next this week, as as you listen to this, um, my wife is working. <laughs> I'm going to work some, but not as much. And my kids are going to be at home. And then my daughter's actually going on vacation with a friend the, the second week of the of the um, the first week in January. So um, the net result has been that for various reasons, I am doing a huge amount of work the week before Christmas so that I have a lot less work the week after Christmas and the week after that. And some of that also has to do with um, podcast schedules and things like we pre-taped two episodes of Upgrade for the end of the year because of um, because that show falls on a Monday and those are both holidays. So not, neither of us wanted to record. And that, that's unusual for you guys, too. I mean, because it's a lot of times it's current event stuff. Yeah, we very rarely do pre-taped episodes. We do them once or twice a year. And it just so happens that we ended up recording four episodes of Upgrade in a two-week span. And um, as you discovered when you asked me about something earlier this week about my availability for a podcast, I discovered at that moment that I had 10 podcasts to record the week before Christmas, <laughs> uh, 10 separate recording sessions. And was, what was funny is after that happened, one of them I canceled because there were too many. And another one was then added to my schedule, getting me back to 10 because it turns out. And Stephen Hackett and, and Mike Hurley from Relay FM, I was talking to them about this too. They both have 10 podcasts in that same week too. Some of them in common with me and some of them not. And I feel like this is now the rhythm of my life as an independent, which is the 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 crescendo that leads up to the break where yeah. the work just amplifies and it is, you know, you are doing a huge amount of work so that you can push things out and cover um, what you know, cover the gap. And then when you and then you and then you kind of jump into the air and you've got your your break time. 
It's great. And then you land and you're going 70 miles an hour. And uh, I don't know how this turned into like an evil Knievel kind of metaphor, but it's that, right? So both it, it, it's it's this nice moment where you're kind of floating and, and it's bracketed by the rev up and the rev down again. And and this is just how it is now. So I now expect that for in order for me to have a very light week between Christmas and New Year's, uh, it, it's because I've done almost two weeks of work the week before it's interesting to me because like i we, we this has happened to us on mac power users a couple times and, and with this show because both of these shows are not like news heavy so we can cheat and get a little bit ahead once in a while and i always find that when i've got a couple weeks off i miss it you know i actually wish you know i, I find myself missing getting in front of the microphone but but 10 in a week boy that's that is uh, some work there it, it's it's a lot it's a lot, but again, those will the, ten are not posting in the week, right? It, it, yeah, it is the yeah. that's the side effect of this. Is it's you know I'm recording, I'm recording an episode for that day, and then an episode. I, I mean, let me look at my calendar for last week, and I'll tell you what it was. So I recorded uh, an upgrade for that day. I recorded a, a podcast for a friend who wanted me to be a guest. Recorded a liftoff for that day. Uh, there was a, a, a TV episode that we did that was also that day. But then we have. For agents we were pre-taping two episodes um i've got uh incomparable that's a pre-tape for new year's day i've got an uh upgrade that's a pre-tape for christmas day last week we pre-taped for new year's day um so i've got a bunch of pre-tapes moved in there and that is all just to get to clear clear the decks for the holidays and also to get people together because then everybody's going to be traveling and stuff and you can't do you know, yeah. what, what I've decided is in the podcasting business, especially, you can't, really can't count on people being around between a few days before Christmas and a few days after New Year's. And part of this, too, is my history covering technology. This is not actually true anymore. I've internalized it, and I think it's not actually accurate. But um, CES, the big tech trade show, is the first week in January, basically. And Macworld Expo used to be the first week in January. And so mentally, I've also kind of blocked off the week this year it's new year's is on a monday like i kind of blocked that week off too as being yeah. like nobody's going to be around everybody's going to be busy with other stuff so i've kind of walled that week off so i'm really viewing it as a kind of a two-week block that i have to take care of in advance and uh that's just how it is right you you end up it, it, um if you're doing this yourself you've got to find a way to bridge those gaps um, because you do need to take the time right you need to be able to take your time you need to make that trip to europe you should do that absolutely but you've got to figure out there's no one else to hand it off to you got to figure out it out yourself yeah for me at the old firm i my experience was generally that when i went out of town nobody really took care of my clients problems you know mm. that was um uh, so um so I've always kind of been dealing with that, but, but how do you feel about it? I mean, you, you told me you, you're up to possibly 365 podcasts for this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is, this is your new life. Uh, how do you feel about it? Uh, I feel pretty good. I mean, it's a combination of things, right? It's, and I am going to do the final tally on New Year's Eve, I think, or, or that week, at least, I guess this week as, it, as this is released to see what the final, what the final numbers are. Um, because it may, I, I may be very close to a one-to-one days to podcast episodes ratio, but yeah. it's fine. I mean, going into this year, I expected fully that my podcast uh, income would e- eclipse my writing income, and I, I haven't. We'll, we'll see the final numbers, but I think that's the case. And this goes yeah. back to everything that we have said on past shows about 
uh, being flexible and having multiple revenue buckets because you don't know what will go up and what will go down. And I've got some of my writing stuff has gone down, but the podcasting stuff has gone up. And you you, you kind of lean into I'm, I'm going to lean into the growth area, which is the podcast stuff. But also podcasting is, uh, you know, some of those things are not generating much in terms of money. And I do them because I like them. And looking to, uh, you know, 2018, we can talk about this in a little bit. I will rebalance and and see whether that you know this year worked and if there are places where i want to make changes yeah uh kind of a kind of a little overlap with mac power users as i'm leaving on my trip one of the big challenges for me was what tech do i bring you know i figured out the phone thing i'm going to go ahead and pay so people can get a hold of me okay i wanted to just bring the ipad but i ultimately decided i'm going to bring a macbook too because i there's something you know the mac the ipad has come a long way but there's some software that's just not really up to snuff for some of the stuff I do. So I'm going to have to carry two things around here. But that that was the big decision I made the other day. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's fine. I, I get it. I mean, it's amazing how much uh, about travel now is tech stuff. Yeah, it is. But it's good. And I, I think it's all, it, the other thing I did with my trip being a free agent is I did build some down days into the trip. I mean, I, I, in huh. general, I, I don't like going on trips where you have a plans every day anyway. I, that doesn't feel like a vacation to me. Uh, but, but, you know, I just, my family kind of understands, you know, I pay, I got to pay the bills. And if a client has a problem or I need to do something with the blog or whatever, uh, I just need to have some time to do that stuff so we can still take trips. Yeah. Right. I think the last time I took a big trip, we did a, um, I did a kind of a warning of like, there are going to (laughs) be, I didn't blot block anything out, but it was much more like there are going to be a few hours here and there where I'm going to say, this is, I have to do this. And so like everybody be prepared for the fact that I'm going to have some blocks of time where, you know, you'll have to go do something else um, because I'm going to be working on this. And and it's not ideal, but it does sometimes happen. I try try to, like you said, there's the, it's the unavoidable stuff. It's the emergency stuff. Um, it's kind of unavoidable, but you try to avoid as much of it as you can. Because I, wh- what I don't want to do is go on a trip for 10 days uh, to a place that I rarely ever, if ever, you know, will get to go to again and then spend a, a, a day of it doing just kind of like work that, I could have done at home. I, I, I'm going to try to avoid that as much as possible. But some some stuff can be unavoidable when you're when it's all on you. Yeah, but like for instance, like I'm writing, I'm working on a book right now. I'm not going to work on the book while I'm on the trip. There you go. And you know, I I have some meat and potatoes types, you know, regular legal work that can all wait till I get back. But but there'll be a client with a contract question, and there'll be stuff like that. Uh, one of the things I like to do when I go on trips with the family is just kind of get in the habit of waking up at six and just, you know, wherever you're staying, Airbnb or a, a hotel, there's always a place you can go sit with a computer. And while everybody's kind of sleeping it off, you can you can a lot of times take care of whatever needs to get taken care of and then go enjoy the day. But also be willing to accept that that's not always going to be good enough. I mean, maybe you need to sleep in because you're out late or uh, maybe something comes up in the middle of the day and you just need to take, you know, say I'm going to you know, beg off this four hour event you guys are doing and I'll take care of some stuff so I can enjoy hmm. time with you in the evening and just be OK with it. Because, you know, that's part of this lifestyle. Once you agree to do this, um, that that's part of it. You don't have someone usually back at the office handling all this stuff for you. So you've got to be willing to uh, to be flexible on trips. Well have a good trip <laughs> i will and i'll hold down the fort back here while you're gone okay i appreciate that 
But you, you know, you might need to get paid. And, yeah, I, um, I might, and that leads us into our first sponsor. Haha. Yeah, that's FreshBooks online invoicing made easy. Now, to all of the free agents out there, you know how important it is to make your smart decisions for your business. And our friends at FreshBooks can save you up to 192 hours with their cloud accounting software for freelancers. That's ridiculously easy to use. Now, the 100, number 192, I'm not sure how they came up with that. But what I can tell you is once you get with FreshBooks, the whole billing thing kind of goes away. The problem gets solved, you know, by simplifying tasks like invoicing, tracking expenses and getting paid online. FreshBooks has drastically reduced the time it takes for over 10 million people to deal with their paperwork. Uh, the, the thing I like about that is 10 million people, they service a lot of people. These guys know what they're doing. Now they're always improving the service. Uh, like recently they have a new notification center and it's like your personal assistant. You'll always know what's changing your business since you last logged in and what needs to be dealt with. You can see who's opened their invoices. You can see the people that haven't paid. And it really is like having someone just kind of handle this for you. You can even automate late payment email reminders. So, um, if you know, you've got a client that forgot to pay you, FreshBooks sends an, in, uh, an email that you can customize. So it doesn't have to be one of those, you know, kind of, you know, you can make it as nice or as jerky as you want to be. And FreshBooks will take care of it for you. And it lets you go back to doing the work you do, you know, to pay the bills. Now, FreshBooks may now have over 10 million users, but they've managed to stay pretty small company, landing them the title of small giant and Forbes list of best small companies this year. Now, if you're listening to this and not using FreshBooks yet, now is the time to try. FreshBooks are offering an unrestricted 30 day free trial for listeners of the show. There's no credit card required. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash free agents. And that's one word. And then enter free agents. And how did you hear about a section? Uh, you know, maybe going into 2018, uh, you're realizing that being a free agent involves getting paid and you want to get better at it. FreshBooks can do that for you. And uh, we thank FreshBooks for their support of this show. Absolutely. So um, what are you thinking about as we head into the new year? Do you have any of that stuff going on in your head? I know I do. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is this is uh, the sound of us shifting gears and turning from the holidays to thinking about 2018. Can it yeah. be? Okay, so you go first. What do you have? What 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 is what is your uh, what is your New Year's thought? Not necessarily resolution, but like what are you thinking about? It's a good time. Calendar. Yeah. Throw out the old calendar. Bring in the new calendar. Think about um, think about how you've done things the last year and how you want to do things the next year. I have um, I've done something, Jason. That I'm generally against <laughs> the, the uh, okay. <laughs> the, the last few months, I've started reading some productivity books and. So often, you know, I don't know why I just, I have something inside me doesn't like reading productivity books or you know, they call it productivity porn. And to a certain extent, I believe that, you know, you get so hung up on all these different, you know, what's the flavor of the day on how you're supposed to get your work done. And, and, and I, I do think it's it, a lot of the stuff seems like snake oil sales to me and a waste of time. <laughs> but I decided, you know, there's some merit to this. And I, I just took a look at some of the top rated books and decided, you know, I need to be better at this stuff. So I, I read a couple. One of the ones I read was this uh, book by Brian Morin called The 12 Week Year. And, um, and I didn't necessarily buy on everything he wrote, but I did like the thought of it. You know, the idea of why do we only think about, you know, how we're going to get better every year around January 1st? 
And why can't we put things on more of a, you know, a shorter schedule where we kind of hold ourselves accountable more often. That's kind of one of the things I got out of it. It's good. I am. So my life doesn't really lend itself to a 12 week year because of the fact that I'm running two different businesses and they have different needs and timelines and everything. But an underlying problem for me is that I, um, I, I, I've said this on the show before, but you know, I've got, you know, two or three different things I do. I do the legal practice where I represent a lot of companies and I do kind of the podcasting blogger thing, which I think is going along nicely, but I've had Mm -hmm. this publishing business as well for years where I publish books. And when I quit my job, I thought I was going to get more books out and I've actually got less books out and that has been weighing on me. And this book kind of helped me think about that. And, you know, and just the idea that I always make that the last priority in my life. And that, that's the that's the underlying problem is why I can't get books out because I will always put client work or podcast work or blog work ahead of that. And as a result, it just never gets done. And uh, And reading this book got me thinking, I need to start treating some of these passion projects and these things that I want to do on my name. Uh, as more the, the way I treat client work, you know, and put it on a schedule. It's part and, of your you know, job, in other words, and not this yeah, thing exactly. that just floats out there. And, and I don't know that the 12 week year makes necessary sense, but putting like putting together a schedule, like there's a book that I very much want to finish. I've been working on a year and a half, but not very, you know, not very diligently. And I, while I'm on my trip, I plan to make my whatever week plan to get that book out. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to put it on a schedule. It's going to be a project like so I'm paying, like somebody's paying me to do it. And, um, that really is something that I, uh, I'm looking forward to trying as an experiment. And if it works, I'd like to start, um, you know, the, the idea of the 12 week year is that you have, you break the year into segments and then you, you, you're always like working on a deadline and it makes you go faster. I don't want to put my whole life on that, but I want to start putting selective projects on that at least to start. Um, uh, my friend Sean Blanc over at SeanBlanc.net, I believe, did it where he does an eight week. You know, they do eight week bursts, and I think he got that from the Thirty Seven Signal guys. And I think there's something to this, and I haven't really nailed it down yet. Maybe next show, next month, I'll have feedback on it. But I am, I'm definitely going to be doing something where I put myself. Uh, under more time constraints and pressure for the stuff I'm passionate about, but I can't seem to get done. Deadlines are great. I mean, you're talking yeah. to the guy who did Na- National Novel Writing Month for several years. Um, yeah. Deadlines are great. The, it's amazing how we work with deadlines. And I feel like I, I, I hear exactly what you're saying, which is you have these things that you just want to do, but you don't prioritize them in the same way that you prioritize other work. And the net result is you don't do them. Because yeah. it, priority of undefined will always be defeated by priorities that are assigned. And so you just never do them. And I've got those same kind of things where I've got projects that are just out there that I want to do. And then a year passes and you realize, oh, I haven't done anything. Um, or, or even, I mean, for me, having been out, out here doing this for, uh, for three years now, um, I've got things that I wanted to do when I started that I haven't done. And it's been three years. And why? It's because those are not prioritized projects and I need to prioritize them. So um, that's the ch- that's the challenge, right? Is that on, on the one hand, you need to feel like you're being responsible and choosing the right things. But at the other hand, you have to, you have to take the long view and say, this is also important and I'm also going to prioritize it and I'm going to put it on a schedule and I'm going to give myself a deadline. And even if that deadline isn't real, 
quote unquote, um, I'm going to do it because I need to, I need to focus and I need to get things done. Yeah. And the answer isn't just say, I'm going to work like a crazy man and do it all because, uh, one of the advantage of being a free agent is I have a much closer relationship with my kids now than I did before. I mean, you can't beat just being in the room. I mean, quality time is great, but also just being in the room often is pretty great too. So I'm not looking to say, well, I'm going to wake up at six and work until midnight every day and I'm going to get all this done. But, you know, I need to prioritize and I need to I need to treat myself as a client to a certain extent mm-hmm. and figure out how to make that work. I, I don't even have the answer yet. But but this this book got me thinking along those lines. And I think I have at least a, an idea how I can get started. I did the big experiment over the last couple of months with timing and figuring out how to get stuff that I don't want to do off my plate. And that's been a nice first step. But now the next step is saying, okay, I need to even be harder and say, what's even the stuff that I, I want to do and can do, but needs to come out of the way so I can make time for this other project? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's hard, but, um, yeah. but I think it's the only way it'll get done is by finding some way to prior and you want to find the proper priority right like dropping everything else in order to do it is not the right way to do it either but ha- giving it a priority and having a having a plan and choosing what the right priority is instead of just like leaving it to the to the wind is uh yeah, that, the thing that's to not do. gonna work yeah. yeah i've got one um because it's the end of the year and the beginning of the year i have been thinking in my, you know, I do this all the time, but I, I feel like it's a good time to, to reconsider. Like, again, the earth goes around the sun. <laughs> There's nothing. Time continues to pass. Years are arbitrary. Um, you know, where we draw the line in the year, it could be anywhere. Um, but this is the path we have chosen. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so I it's know. still like, why not use it? Why not embrace the fact that we think about this as the starting point and the ending point and use it as a milestone? So, yeah, I used, I used to always make fun of it, but now I just, I'm just go with it. You well, know? I mean, what I say every time that it's New Year's Eve and everybody's cheering, I say, hey, the earth continues to move around the sun. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. it doesn't really mean anything. The world doesn't yeah. really change, but it is a, you know, it's a scaffolding. It's like, it's like reaching the end of the line on. On a typewriter and and like hitting the side and sliding back you know that sound the chime and and the, yeah. the paper goes down and it's like old on an old-timey movie because nobody uses typewriters anymore um it's yeah. like that it's like that's what it is it's just you're moving to the next line but it is it is a milestone anyway even if it's not meaningful kind of fundamentally and so i take this time to think about a lot of uh a lot of stuff um and like I mentioned a little earlier about my workload, um, again, just doing this, th- examining the time I spend, and that comes to time tracking and things like that, but m- just more generally, examining the projects I'm working on and finding out, are there ways to optimize? Are there things I should stop doing in general? Are there things I should offload to other people? Is there, um, I have a whole list here. Like, so one, one thing that I'm thinking of is technology. And this, this dovetails with finances when we talk about, uh, how you set up, uh, if you, if you do a corporation, if you incorporate, um, and it's better to spend money, um, at the end of the year, you're spending money on, on stuff you want to buy and then you're paying yourself out because you don't want to pass, pay the, you don't want to leave money in your, in your profits if you've got a, if you've got a pass through. Co- 
uh, company because you will then get taxed on them personally plus they're still belonging to the company which means that if you get paid out of that you will then get income tax and it's a double tax so that's yeah, not and not uh, just, just as an aside uh, the tax laws seem like they're all changing so we don't know how much it's going to help free agents next year we, so. yeah we don't know but the, for for this year this is this is part of the cycle um so at the end of this end of the year is a good time for me to make some capital investments basically to buy expensive stuff to put it in another way that i want it's not free but like if i'm gonna do it this is a good time a convenient time to do it is at the end of the year and so on the technology side like i am um i am thinking about buying a new computer and my motivation in buying a new computer is not just, ooh, shiny. I like new, shiny computer. I bought a computer when I started, so it's been three years. Um, and I'll probably sell the computer I've got, or I'll uh, hand it down to somebody in my family, but I'm not sure anyone in my family wants a giant iMac, so I'll probably just sell it. Um, but the reason, the real motivator for me is, if I buy like an iMac Pro for $5,000, not cheap, what does it get me? Well, one of the things it gets me is time. Because some of the stuff I do is really slowed down by the fact that I have to sit and process enormous audio files and video files sometimes. And honestly, that is my number one motivator in considering buying a faster computer is I have things, I have parts of my job, I have like half hour or hour long bursts that could get cut by half with a faster computer. And I start to think, I'm willing to make that trade. I think I'm willing to make that trade to get a much faster computer and get some of this stuff out of my life. But I've also thought uh, what I might do is offload some of that stuff to other people. I've talked about how I've offloaded some podcast editing and other things to, to other people and pay them to do this work that I used to do because I need that time for other things and other, other projects. Um, and so I've actually given that some thought too of what if I, uh, cause right now I do some of the prep work for these podcasts and then I pass them the files. And some of that is me being a perfectionist and I could just not do that. But occasionally I don't do that. And then I hear the end result and I think, Oh no, <laughs> like I could have prevented yeah. that thing. So I'm actually thinking that I might approach the people I use to do the editing and say, can I buy you this $300 piece of software that I currently use to prep the files so that you can do that and I won't do it anymore. And then, you know, they may have to click buttons and wait half an hour or whatever, but I'm not doing it anymore. And that's the same, same trade, right? It's money, it's money for time. And given that I have very little time and I have, I, I have enough money that I don't feel like I cannot spend money to buy time, that I, that's the trade that I'm making right now. Yeah, a couple of things on that. First is I, I totally agree. I think that's like the second level free agency tip. I mean, when you first start, you don't want to spend a penny you don't have because you don't know that you're going to make any money. Right. But then once you get over that hump and start saying, oh, wait a second, I can actually be more efficient and do better if I spend some money. That is a that's a hump to get over, and that's not easy for for anybody. Yeah, and the plane has to be flying, right? You can't when you're trying yeah, to, exactly. when you're tr- struggling to lift off the ground. The last thing you want to do is 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 pull back on any part of the of the thing that's giving you momentum. But once the plane is in the air, which you know my business is definitely in, it, it's flying, it's in the air. Um, it, you know, we have recurring revenue. Everything seems to be going again. There are bumps. There's always all that stuff we talk about and we we stress about. And you wake up at three in the morning, think about. But um, it's go- it's going, and then you start to say, "How can I optimize?" And one of the ways is literally, can I spend money to take this part of what I do away 
so that I can replace it with something of greater value than that money. And that could be more time for me to do other work that pays better so that the money I, I, I send out, I'm actually buying uh, something that pays better. So net positive for me. Or yeah. the other thing that is, is also true is, or it's your sanity, you know, or it's your time with your family or it's t- you're overworked and you need to throw things off your plate. And sometimes it can be that, which is, yay, I've got this amount of money in my business, um, but it's more work than I'm capable of doing. <laughs> and, and one way you can do is you can start turning away work. Another thing you can do is pay somebody to do some of that work, which is what yeah. businesses do, right? But you as yeah. a person don't think about it. Yeah. I had this year when I was finishing that book, the the 60 tips book I published this year, um, I have a person that's super reliable that I wanted to have helped me with closed caption, but she was driving down to my house to do the closed captioning software to, uh, to work on it. I think that's the dumbest thing in the world. And it was $200 to put that software in her computer and she was happier. Mm-hmm. Project got done faster. And it's like, how come I didn't think of that before she drove down here the first time? Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, <laughs> yeah. that was a block in my head or something. So know? I don't think the people who edit podcasts for me listen to the show, but um, this is a potentially a spoiler alert that I, I'm thinking that I'm thinking very hard that before the end of the year, I may just gift them a serial number (laughs) that I have purchased from a maker of high-end audio software and say, you know, this way I I don't need to send these these files to you after processing them anymore. And that might be like worth its, it it will pay for itself over the course of the year if I do that. That's honestly, I just had that thought, which is like, how much time will that save over the course of just 2018? And how much does that software cost? Oh, it's like a no-brainer. Like I should absolutely do that. Why have not? Why have I not thought of this before? Like it, it's it's obviously it's a it's a feature. It's a um, how, how should I put this? It's a it's something that I demand in terms of the work, right? So it's it's something that if I don't do it, they aren't capable of doing it, and they don't they're not going to do it. Um, but if I say this is something that has to be part of this project, here's the software to make it happen. Please do this now. They'll do it um, and probably not charge me anymore for it. Um, and it's off my plate. But even if they do, it's probably worth it. Even if they did it, it charge me a little extra to go through that time, it would be it would probably be worth it for me. But clearing clearing it off my plate is the is the biggest thing. So so you know, technology is part of this equation. Managing my priorities is part of this equation. Um, and I, I will continue to use the calendar as a, as a way to look back on my output from 2017 and ask myself that question, which is, is there anything that I do that I should just stop doing? Yeah. Whether it's handed off or just cease doing it. And last year, this was that moment uh, sometime last year where I realized that I, I was, um, participating in the production of podcast stuff for the incomparable that I, I did not want to do again. So like, um, we have a a podcast called the game show, which is great. It's one of the favorite, my my favorite things that we do. It's every other week, people playing games. Uh, it's, it's fun. And I, in 2016, I made a point of very heavily, producing it i scheduled it i edited a bunch of them um when there was a gap in the schedule i filled it 
I either recruited somebody to do it or I would do an episode myself in order to fill it so that we hit every other week on schedule. And at the end of the year, I announced to everybody who was involved in the project that in 2017, I would not be filling the holes in the schedule. I would not be editing all the episodes that I would pay somebody to do it. And, um, and I was not going to try particularly hard. I mean, I would still remind people that we were, if we were short on, on episodes, but I was not going to uh, steer that ship like I had been because it was not something that I, it took a lot of time and effort and it was not worth it. And big surprise to those out there who are control freaks, big surprise in 2017, we never missed a week. <laughs> Everything got done and yes. I never had to fill and I saved all of that and I paid people to edit and I saved all that time and it was fine. So I'm thinking about that for 2018 of like, are there other things that I'm doing because I feel like I need to, that I really don't need to. And that's a hard one. That's a hard one to, to process, but I'm, and I don't have anything like that I've decided yet, but I feel like that's the other important thing for me to do between now and the end of the year is just ponder a little bit more what not to do. Yeah. And I know I talked about this last month, but a real eye opening thing for me was the idea of a hit list of finding some things in your free agent business that you don't want to do, or you don't like doing, or that otherwise could be done better by somebody else. And start knocking those out. And I, and I don't think the answer is is knocking out 10 things in one month. But like Jason, you know, pick one or two, you know, target rich or, or I guess low hanging fruit and, and get rid of them. Yeah. And then look for what's the new low hanging fruit. And boy, if we could all do that, this would be so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't always do it, but it, it's it's always worth having that analysis like you pick up work or it kind of evolves naturally at some point you have to look at it and say why am i doing this and you know a lot of the stuff you're doing makes sense right but every so often you will find something and say i don't know why what is the benefit i get out of this oh well because i want it the way i want it is there some other way to do that can you ask somebody else to do it the way you want it does it matter does anybody care is it what are you getting paid for that sometimes it's that simple what are you getting paid for this? Well, if that's true, why are we still doing this thing? Right. And yeah. you know, that was a, that was a lesson I learned back when I was working for the man that, um, that, uh, not to do lists were just as important as to do lists and businesses had to have them because you always want to do new things and nobody ever wants to kill old things, but you have to, because you can't keep just adding, you have to subtract. And, uh, as, as free agents, it, it's the same principle. So this is a good time, I would say. Again, not not I don't have a business advice hat to put on, but if I did, this is the point in the show where I would put it on and say, hey, use the calendar as an excuse to think about what you're doing and consider whether there's um, some of it is not worth doing. It's a yeah. simple simple one. Not even not even saying making a New Year's resolution or anything like that. Just use the turn of the calendar as an opportunity to ponder if there are things that you do that you don't need to do yeah i think you should always be thinking that but this is a good time to try and kickstart yourself yeah all right um we got a couple more things to talk about but let's take a break and tell you about our other sponsor this week this episode of free agents is brought to you by squarespace 
Enter the offer code FREEAGENTS at checkout and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea. You get a unique domain, award-winning templates. There's a whole lot more. Whether you want to create an online store, a portfolio, a blog. Uh, this is foreshadowing for our next episode, but maybe you want to have a site to, for- to uh, showcase your uh, webcomic let's say. Uh, Squarespace. You can do all of that stuff on Squarespace. You can have a podcast on Squarespace. You can have so many things. Basically, if you can imagine it, you can make it happen on Squarespace with a domain and with award-winning designs that are designed for you. You don't need to design them yourself. Uh, Nothing to install. You don't have to be in server maintenance. You don't have to worry about software patches or security holes or upgrades to server hardware or software. It's all covered. You just forget about it and just use Squarespace and Squarespace does the rest. If you do run into trouble, they have award-winning 24-7 customer support, and they let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. So you don't have to go. uh, It's a sort of a one-stop shop. You can get your domain name and host it at Squarespace all uh, easy, all in one go. And those award-winning templates are beautifully designed so you can show off your great ideas. Plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required just by going to squarespace.com and signing up. Now, when you decide to use the offer code FREEAGENTS, to get 10% off your first purchase uh, when you sign up. So after you've tried it and love it, use that code, free agents, 10% off, and show your support for this podcast. Thank you to Squarespace for all of their support. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. Free agents need to make websites. Yes, we do. What else is going on, David? What else is on on your agenda for uh, looking forward to 2018? Yeah. The other thing, and this is really related to the conversation we just had is because I do plan on giving myself some deadlines and getting some of my own projects rolling better in the next year. Uh, it also got me thinking, okay, so that is going to have an impact on the legal side, you know, the legal side of the business. And I, I think I want to take a closer look at um, how I onboard clients coming in the next year. I, I, I've been, uh, I think I've been a little too liberal in it, to tell you the truth. Hmm. And um, I'm going to be more selective. And that's always a challenge. You, you never want to say no to people that want to pay you money. And this is an ongoing theme in our show. It's almost like a drinking game, probably. But the... Uh, but, you know, you're always reminding yourself of this stuff, you know, when you work with clients. And so I'm in 2018, I'm going to be more careful about things. I want to just do things that I know I'm really good at with people that I want to work with. And I, I've generally been good about people I want to work with. But sometimes they ask me, I'm, I'm doing more referral type work now where I send somebody out to somebody else. And and, uh, and I just want to be a little more careful, I think. Which is a great problem to have, sure. Uh, but I, uh, but I think I, I think I need to get better at that in the next year. Uh, I, I always worry about the future. You, know, you never know. Is the Max Sparky stuff going to dry up one day, and you know everybody's going to switch to Android, and nobody wants my books or anything anymore, <laughs> and that's it. You know. And if that's the case, uh, my my law practice is not in a shape to to take care of me. So I don't want to like abandon it. Uh, And I enjoy it too. But I I think I can afford to be a little more selective in it in order to let me pursue the the stuff I really want to go after uh, at the same time. But I don't, these are things I'm thinking about. I don't really have answers about, but I guess everybody that's doing this free agent thing is probably struggling with the same stuff. Sure. Sure. And it's an ongoing process, right? The, the, all of it is not, if there was, look, if there was an easy answer, we would not need a podcast. Right. But instead yeah. it's always that constant processing. Like I think I keep thinking about that 
um, about from the perspective of like, what happens if I, you know, what do I have going on that is strong that could potentially be strong in the future, even though like podcasting is pretty strong for me right now and the writing is fine. Do I have other things bubbling? What else, you know, what are my other moves that I possibly have? And that I, yeah. I keep thinking about that in the background. It's not uh, super necessary right now, but I want to have, I, I want to keep thinking about it. So if it becomes more necessary, I will have already given it some thought. Speaking of your book, I wanted to mention something that I talked about, which is I, my book, uh about photos came out no not my novel yeah no my book about computers because it's it's less exciting my no i need to make time for my novel and schedule it like we said earlier but uh my book about photos came out and uh this is an example too of knowing that i need to do something but then also working with somebody who's going to hold me to a schedule and once i made that promise of like well i want to you know i'll I'll have it done by thanksgiving and it'll be out before christmas (laughs) Um, to Joe Kissel, who publishes it, then it was going to happen because I promised that it would, and it did, and it came out, and uh, and so it's out there now, and it was it, it felt good, but it was also really interesting to see that process where I was I was holding off on doing the work, and then finally when I committed, and once I committed, the ball was rolling and continued all the way to the end, and it just it just reminded me that so much of it is uh, setting dates and putting together a plan and then knowing you have a deadline to hit. And for me, that's, that's kind of like the rocket fuel, or at least I've got a tank of rocket fuel, but I don't know how much to load in the rocket until I know where I'm, where I'm going and when I need to get there, at which point it's, it's just more like a machine where it just kind of happens. So it happened. So in the end, that project got done, but it got, it it got done. So yeah, thank you. Um, It's good to, good to get the book update out. It's a, it's a challenge though, but you did it. Sure. So if you're if you got took a bunch of photos with your Apple gear, you need to go buy Jason's book. Sure, you could do that if you like. It's out there. I'll I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, we heard from John uh, who talked about, hey, it's the end of the year. What do you guys as free agents do for client gifts and appreciation? Oh, that's a Is good that one. A thing you do? Yeah, I do. I I send a card to all of the incomparable panelists and frequent and and hosts like frequent panelists and hosts i i have a a list that i curate of that and then i send them uh, a card and usually like a goodie or something and for the um most frequent panelists on the on the main incomparable podcast since that is a podcast that is advertising and generates revenue for me i and is a panel show i don't have any you know, it would not if if I paid people per appearance or something like that. There's no way I could even do the podcast. Like it's just yeah, not. You'd have to shut it down. The amount of overhead would be ridiculous. But at the same time, I also appreciate the fact that people are spending their time being on this podcast that I make money from. So at the end of the year, what I do is I kind of calculate out who the most frequent guests are on the incomparable and um i will sometimes send them like little uh little yeah little uh goodies or even gift cards as thank yous and it's not the same as you know writing them a check for their appearances but i do want to i do want to show that they're valued and that they have helped contribute to this thing that i do um and so that's what i do is is that so i've got i've got my personal like Christmas card list that goes out and my wife and, and I were talking about this the other day because I think she and I had a misunderstanding about this where she was thinking I should hold these cards for the incomparable people 
um, for when you're when when I'm mailing out the other parts of of you know the thank you for the end of the year and all of that. And I said, no, 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 <laughs> it's two separate groups with overlap. But like the people yeah. who are getting a Christmas card are getting a Christmas card because I want to send them a Christmas card. Yeah. And then there's another group that includes those people and some other people who are going to get, uh, you know, stickers or you know uh, whatever they're going to get, uh, and some gift cards and you know a thank you note. Uh, but that anyway, that's that's what I do. But it's all about the incomparable, especially because that that's not a um, because of the way that business works, where there's not a lot of I'm paying you to do this, I'm paying you to do that. It's all just sort of like people are just doing this stuff and having fun. That that I want to thank them at the end. So that that's where all of my kind of the equivalent of like client gifts goes is um, is is to them. Yeah, I am um, like for the law practice. I give out gifts, but not every year. This was a thing that I was actually challenged with earlier this year, two or three months ago. OmniFocus told me it was time to figure this out for the year. Uh, and I ultimately decided this year I'm going to skip because it's just I don't have the time to deal with it. I've got this trip planned and I just knew I was going to be underwater as it was. But a few years ago, I sent out um, bat- uh, phone batteries, you know, just like a little lipstick sized phone battery. Hmm. And I had them, had them print my firm name on the side. And uh, the trouble is I represent about 150 companies and some of them have two or three people in them. And if you buy a decent gift, you know, you're going to spend three or four thousand dollars um, doing that. And I honestly just can't afford to do that every year. Um, and I, I don't want to send out like cheap gifts, you know, so I thought, well, I'll just, just do every few years. I'll do a nice gift. And I think that's fine. I don't think people really care that much that I represent to tell you the truth. But um, I do try to get something out every year, like a card or something. But but this year I'm I'm not doing any of that because it's just I'm just underwater right now. I don't have time for it. But I do think it's a good idea, especially if you have a client focused free agent business don't do what i do i mean actually send cards out or or something to keep in the front of the mind yeah i think i think if you've got you know who those people are right if it's people if it's people you you rely on um people who are giving you work showing your appreciation for them uh in some way is is a good thing and it doesn't have to come across as anything other than this is a good time to do it to show your appreciation it doesn't have to be marketing it doesn't have to be you know little you know weird and gooey and all of that it can just literally be happy holidays or happy new year or thank you and i think it's nice to do that and like i said for me it's more these people that i do podcast stuff with but i think at the principle is the same which is what you're doing is saying you are a part of what i do and you're a part of my success and thank you this is the time when we say thank you uh, Josh wrote in on Twitter. He says, I'm sure you'll talk about how the holiday season as a free agent, interesting to know how much it affects you with higher expenses, but perhaps less work available. And I think that is something to kind of plan for because uh, people are busy during the holidays. And a lot of time uh, when you're hiring uh, free agents, uh, you're not going to spend as much on them and you're not going to have as much work during that time. I think it all depends on what business you're in, frankly. I mean, in some ways, I actually make more money at the end of the year because of the end of the year corporate compliance stuff. But the um, but everybody has seasons in their free agent business where things are slow. And I do think that's an important lesson is to figure out, to know your business, to know when that is. Uh, like the retail folks all know that, you know, January and February are going to be slow and, uh, you know, make hay while the sun shines. And if you know when those periods are going to be there, 
uh, that you can use that to your advantage. I mean, not only is it true that you're going to have periods where you don't make as much money? Number one, you'll know that that is a slow period. So don't freak out if things slow a little bit. And maybe you can build into your business plan during those down times is the time that you retool something or you pursue some other project that you always wanted to have time for. Or maybe you just take a little time off yourself. But um, uh, I thought that was a good question from Josh. And I, I do think it's important to know when you're going to have the slow period. Yeah, I was thinking um, two other things. It totally depends on what business you're in. But one way to look at it is if you know a period is going to be slow and maybe it's the holiday season, take advantage of that, right? Maybe this is we, – we talk a lot about vacations. We talked about it at the beginning of the show. Maybe if you learn that that's a slow period, you just plan to not work that period, right? You could – you could. Yeah. what better time to take a vacation than when there's no work? Because then you're not losing out on work because you're taking a vacation. So something to keep in mind, whether it's the holidays or some other time, like if you've got a low point, that's a good time to maybe go away. And then yeah. the 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 reverse of that is also true, which is sometimes uh, in some places there is greater demand, not because the you know the business is running rapidly. It's not. I'm not saying like. Uh, Target hires a lot of people for Christmas, right? That's not what I'm saying. What yeah. I'm saying is sometimes you've got people who are taking off and they need help filling in. And so like I, I always had that um uh, at uh um at Macworld where we had you know the company like gave us a week off at the end of the year, which was great, but we operated a website and had to keep posting stories during that week. Which sucked, right? Because yeah. what it meant yeah. is like all of the salespeople were just, you know, they would just go uh, on vacation and all the editors had to work. Maybe not in the office and maybe not more than a half a day at one point during the week. But like we, we couldn't just leave the website blank. And um, depending on your business and depending on who you're working with, it's possible as a free agent that you could be available to help when people are shorthanded because of a holiday. So something else to keep in mind is the reverse. Maybe there's an opportunity. Yeah. So, and and I, it depends on entirely on who you are and what you're doing. But uh, seasonality is important more, uh, more generally. In some ways, I wish it was a little slower in the holidays for me. Right. Because it is super busy with, uh, with everything going on. And I, I do like to have a little bit of introspection around the new year. And it's hard to find that when you're, when you're so busy. All right. Well, I think, I think we did, uh, I think we did a show, David. <laughs> I think we did. And we, uh, we got through the year and we're, uh, it sounds like we're both excited about next year. Yeah. We're going to go on into 2018 and we will be back with an interview show in a fortnight and then we'll do this again in four weeks. Uh, so we'll be checking in and seeing how 2018 is going uh, then. But until then, if you want to reach us, uh, go to relay.fm slash free agents. There's a content contact us link on the side. If you want to email us, you can tweet at us at underscore free agents FM. Uh, and you can go to our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash free agents group. And uh, you can reach me on Twitter. I'm Jay Snell and David is Max Sparky on Twitter. I think that's it. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.